0: from the auction community studios on this tuesday morning it is the wolf and luke show wolf we were supposed to be at spring training and it's raining Well, kind of a bummer. looks like it might rain the game has not been rained out to be clear okay uh, but it might be who knows
1: you know so weird I woke up this morning once again looked outside and there it was raindrops on the window Raindrops on the window should be a title of a song. I'm sure somebody's already written a song about that. But raindrops on the window again. Here in the basement,
0: amazing. I, I don't see that as an actual song title on Spotify. So okay. you um, you could you could write this song and put it on your album that so far has Michael Porter Jr. and nothing else. Well, on I'm it.
1: sure somebody has done that though. I'm mean, somebody's written a song. Raindrops on the window. Well, you could just There's gotta be. You could just remake it like everybody else does. <laughs> yeah, of That's course. That's really the move now. <laughs> it's incredible though. The spring that we've had. The winter that we've had here in the Basin. Rejoice. And I
0: and I like it. I'm not complaining. But today was like the perfect day for us to do the game. And then do the show from out at the game. And I was just going to stay through it. It was perfect. Yeah, I know. Exactly. What a yeah. bummer. Love going out there to Salt River Fields. Uh, we got some baseball to talk about later on the show. We may still have some D-backs on the show. We're going to talk to Jay Williams in a little bit as well. We got some Cardinal stuff. Uh, Wolf, in a couple segments, about a half hour, I'm going to pose the one question I just, the one thing I don't understand. About the Cardinals offseason so far. I'm gonna pose it to you. Okay. And we'll see. We'll see if there is an answer or if it's still a work in progress. But but there's one thing every time a move is made or isn't made that I just keep coming back to. So I finally wrote it out for the show today. Okay? Okay, good. Uh, but right now we're gonna start with actually a question you had to begin the pre-show meeting today. Does anybody around the league fear the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, does anyone
1: fear the Phoenix Suns? Um he, he, you know, even with KD. Even with Kevin Durant, does anyone fear the Phoenix Suns? That That is the question that I ask right now when you talk about no KD, of course, and the way they've been playing defense over the last five games, their toughness as well in their bench. And this is something that some of the other analysts across the league, it's not just been Kendrick Perkins. It's been other guys as well. Uh, Jay Will, J. Williams, as a matter of fact, he has talked mm-hmm. to us about that very thing um, um, it's something that is a bit of a concern right now in regard to the suns when you when you see the lack of calls that they get, um the, the lack of calls they get in regard to Devin Booker, actually getting to the line, it's kind of shocking. And to watch them, in particular, as of late. We're talking about as of late. To watch them right now, guys that you counted on earlier struggle the way that they have. Damian Lee being one of them right there. Campaign. Now, Campaign has definitely picked it up, um, I would say, as of late. But there's still a lot of question marks surrounding the Suns. And you wonder, based on audience, how many people, what what... What teams out there might look at the Phoenix Suns and say, that's the one team we do not want to draw in the first
0: round? And Campaign was picking it up and then kind of trailed off against against Oklahoma City. It's two ways to look at this, right? Yeah, but proof of life from Campaign as of late. but proof of inconsistent life from
1: Campaign. Correct. Um,
0: Well said. uh, There's a couple ways that you can take that, right? Your, Your question there of does anybody really fear the Suns around the league, my initial reaction is that's fine. Good. I mean, if you have a team with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and you can still sneak up on people, that's yes. that's a pretty good spot to be in. But the one thing you said in there, and we're going to get deeper into this later on because today we have specific numbers. Um, the one thing that you said in there that, that would be concerning is they don't get calls the way other really good teams, some other really good teams do. They're not the sure. only ones that aren't getting those calls. But if that sort of... if the I don't want to say negative perception, but lack of a strong perception of the Suns is hurting them in that department. Then that that's that's an issue. If it's just hey oh, we're not really that worried about the Suns, and then the Suns can show up in the playoffs with with that healthy roster, okay. I don't I don't hate that position, but to back up what you're saying, here's uh, like here's Kendrick Perkins from earlier this month.
1: They don't have enough. They don't have Jay Crowder no more. They don't have Mikhail Bridges. They don't have Cam Johnson. Who's going to be the others that come in and step in off the bench because? it Again, strength on numbers when you're trying to win a championship. So it wasn't about the yes, yes, yesterday game against the Dallas Mavericks. It's about the championship. And when I look at this team, they are not stacked. They don't have enough depth to go out there and compete in the Western Conference. I don't give a damn if they did get Kevin Durant. At the end of the day, we evaluate the Phoenix Suns on championships and making it to the to the NBA Finals. Period. Okay, so that was Kendrick Perkins from earlier this month. You can month tell by right the there. period. At and, the end. Yeah, the period at the end. But, you know, again, on the bench, he's been right about the bench right now. And yet, at the same time, when I say that, I know that it's because, you know, a lot of these guys, Torrey Craig, for whatever reason, is not playing as well. As as we expected him to play, <laughs> when given the opportunity, at least from my perspective,
0: no, you're 100 right.
1: Tory Craig has not been that two way guy, that three and D guy, if you will, that I expected him to be. D Lee has cooled off, as we know, big time and campaign the inconsistencies once again. Here's the whole thing, too, based on earnings. You really need to understand this, and and this is this is something I know from a personal perspective, playing in the national football league intimidation is a big part of the game of football it is that i if a guy if a guy was afraid of you i guarantee you right now that you had the advantage because that guy thought you were insane and you don't think the Suns have that okay right and in what i'm saying right now i don't think the Suns scare anybody right now even with kevin durant Getting into a physical series, I think that is going to be, be the mantra.
0: Whenever the Suns play anybody, get physical with them. Well, I think what uh, what really supports what you're saying here is is you can be a team that, that other teams are like, man, I don't want to play them. We're going to get beat up all night. And in a seven-game series, you're going to just be completely beat up by the end of the series, even if you beat them, right? The Suns kind of sacrificed any of that when they moved on from Jay Crowder and JaVale McGee and some of these other guys. But they sacrificed it. In the name of being more of a finesse team that's just so good and so talented that that's how they're going to beat you. But the thing is, they're not beating anybody right now because they don't have their team. So I kind of – actually, when you first said this this morning, I was like, I don't know about that – I'm kind of coming around <laughs> on what you're saying. That I don't know that well, a lot of teams look at the Suns. There's some of the unknown and the sure. X factor of like, man, okay, if they have Kevin Durant, yeah. do I really want to deal with KD and Booker? But I don't know that a lot of teams are like, well, we can't beat the Suns right now.
1: Well, uh, what do you think when teams play the Milwaukee Bucks, by way of example? We can't foul oh, it's oh my goodness. you It's impossible to It's not just that, too. The physicality
0: of the team overall the Milwaukee Bucks and yeah. how they play. Well, they got a nice blend because they have the physicality and they have a lot of talent. Yes, exactly right. They've got
1: the toughness and the talent, of course. But here's the thing, and I was trying to say this earlier, but on an individual basis right now, if a guy, again, if a guy is afraid of you, I guarantee you right now, <laughs> oh my goodness, you've got him. You got to go out now, you just got to go out and execute and let his fear become a reality. But I don't think there's anybody who looks at the at the Phoenix Suns collectively and says, Oh my goodness, you know, this is this is a terrifying team. No. This is a tough team. This is gonna be a physical team in the postseason. I just don't think anybody is looking at the Suns that way. Now, obviously they're not. They're not that tough team. You mentioned JaVal McGee. You mentioned Jay Crowder, the fact that they don't have those guys right now. Sure, they, they don't. But Kevin Durant is not a guy that's going to come back and you're going to think to yourself, oh, get ready for a physical
0: series. Yeah, but they knowingly sacrificed that to be so much better talent-wise. The real problem here, and the the thing that's been the most disappointing uh, to me at least since KD went down the second time, is there really hasn't been anybody on the bench that has consistently been like, okay, this is my opportunity. Here, you know, yeah, it's bad for the Suns. But if I'm campaign, or if I'm, you know, whoever Damian Lee, at least on the bench, I'm looking around and saying, okay, we're th- we're shorthanded. I can I can cement my role for this team in the playoffs here. Right. Nobody's really jumped up and, and run with that next man up mentality. Nobody, not consistently. Yes. Nobody's done it.
1: And not only that too, though. That's a good point by you, Luke. But also, is this a good thing or a bad thing? It could actually work in the favor of the Phoenix Suns. It could. You know, listen, if if you don't really respect a team and think, you know, yeah, they've got a lot of talent, but they don't have a lot of toughness. You want to go in that way and the Phoenix Suns want to double down. Um, Yeah, they could. could, uh, That could actually work in
0: the favor of the Phoenix Suns. So that's something you got to consider. As they, well. they could sneak up. I put sneak up in in quotes, but they could sneak up on teams in the playoffs more than a team that has Devin Booker and Kevin Durant should be able to. You know what I mean? They, yeah. I think they could at least sneak up on. Look on on. The, I don't know. You can sneak up on opposing players.
1: Okay. So what do you think? You know. Again, what do you think teams are going to do right now with the Phoenix Suns when they face the Phoenix Suns? You know, be physical with them. That's what you're going to do. You're going to be physical with KD. Oh, by the way, he might roll his ankle if you get up in his grill. I, I'm just saying right now, this is what I think is going to happen. Devin Booker doesn't get any calls. Chris Paul, do you think they're going to be physical with Chris Paul? Well, we've seen it. We've <laughs> saw it last that's year. That's exactly yeah. what they're going to no, do. That, they're a- going to come in, and they're they, they're not going to be afraid of the Phoenix Suns. So they're going to get up in their grill and they're going to be physical with them. That's what
0: the Suns are going to see in the postseason. Coming up, we may have a little bit of an update or at least an accelerated timeline on DeAndre Hopkins and his situation. We'll explain next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf, if I had told you, I don't know, a month ago, that we'd be basically a week into the new league year, and DeAndre Hopkins would still be on the Cardinals, would you have believed me? Yeah, no. No, I would not have. Yeah. Yes, I'm in the same spot. I'm okay. a little
1: surprised he's still here. Still here. A little surprised. More than a little surprised right now. But uh, maybe
0: things are heating up, Luke. Well, it's funny you say that because according to Ian Rappaport, just I don't know, a couple hours ago now, as the status of Cardinals star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins comes into focus, talks are ramping up among the interested teams. Sources say, similar to Brandon Cook's, a trade would likely mean an altered contract. So that's from Ian Rappaport uh, like two hours ago. So that would indicate that, I mean, if you take a step back from this, a team that needs a wide receiver not being willing to part with the second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins is ridiculous. And the team that does it is going to reap the rewards. If that's really all it is, if it's if it really is the Chiefs giving up the 63rd pick in the draft for DeAndre Hopkins they're going to look like geniuses. Yeah. You have to wonder right now what Mani
1: fort and the Arizona Kurdles are asking for DeAndre Hopkins. What what are they asking for? What are they holding out for right now? They're, I'm sure you're going to ask. Hi, of course. It's what you do in negotiations. You go in and you ask for the moon and you say you won't accept anything less than the moon. And the next thing you know, you're settling for a flashlight at some point in time. You get more <laughs>
0: My point. Not even a real one, the one on the back of your phone.
1: Exactly right. You're going to come in. This is the way that it works. You're going to ask for something really, really big, and then hopefully you're going to get multiple teams on that who might bite. But there's too many mitigating circumstances surrounding DeAndre Hopkins right now that I
0: think are making it a little bit tougher than usual. It's It's those. It's the circumstances because I would have thought, now, you know, last year, the Cardinals traded a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. Okay, And I know yeah. every situation is different. But I would have thought they could at least try to get a first-round pick this year. And I'm sure they did for DeAndre Hopkins. Because if everything else was equal, and I'm just going to use the Chiefs as an example. Okay? You're the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I'm saying you can have DeAndre Hopkins or Hollywood Brown, even right now. Yeah. Who's taking Hollywood Brown over DeAndre Hopkins? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's doing that. Not right now. Yeah, not right now. And
1: the, the only thing I would say to you, though, is you got to remember Hollywood Brown's on his rookie contract still. Yeah. He's on his rookie contract. And that th- this is what's messing this up. Yeah. We all know that. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, to your point, he is. He's still one of the best receivers in the National Football League. So what's the holdup? The Cardinals are asking for a first round. I I don't think think that's the case.
0: I think at this point they are asking for a second. It's
1: the contract that is the holdup. And the fact that there's a really good possibility, dare I say a, a definite possibility, that DeAndre Hopkins wants a new contract. That's what's holding things up.
0: Well, if you believe Ian Rappaport's tweet right there, and then just honestly, just reading the tea leaves, you would think something's going to happen really soon. The question is, how much did that Brandon Cooks trade hurt the the value of DeAndre Hopkins? Or maybe it didn't. but, But what you've had working against you, is everything you just said, plus Odell Beckham Jr. is just kind of floating around out there, so you can't go to a team that's desperate for a receiver and be like, hey, it's DeAndre Hopkins or nothing. You can't really play that card. You can play that he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL card, because that's true. But you can't play that, hey, you (laughs) you should be desperate, right? Because teams can always point to Odell Beckham Jr. Or, in the case of Dallas, who I really thought was where Hopkins was going to end up, they can just go out and trade for Brandon Cooks. And now they don't need DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. For, for me, once again, though I, I think of the
1: Kansas City Chiefs. You, you have to be kidding me. The Kansas City Chiefs have got to be looking at DeAndre Hopkins and saying, oh my goodness, we have got to find a way to get that guy right now. When you think of the fact they've got Marcus valdez Gantling. They got him as one of their receivers, and then Kadarius Tony. Remember, they actually acquired him mid-season last year. I can tell you, the Eagles remember that. Okay, exactly. So they're looking. they they know they need to address their wide receiver position. And yes, I understand they have Travis Kelsey, but right now that's that's not enough. Their wide receiver core it's not enough. It's got it. the Kansas City Chiefs have got to be looking at DeAndre Hopkins and thinking.
0: We got to get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost unfair though if they do, isn't it? I I hear what you're saying that the Chiefs just in terms of wide receivers need another one because they lost Juju and Marcus Valdez Scantling and Xavier Tony have been consistent. They,
1: there's some people who think Mark, Marcus Valdez Scantling isn't a two.
0: Yeah. So but if <laughs> they could fill that role with just another decent receiver because they have Travis Kelsey and they just won the Super Bowl and they have Patrick Mahomes. But realistically, if I am the Chiefs, what what else am I looking at that I need? Like, what is a dire need on my team? I can go out there and fill a need with one of the best players in the league at that position that's not typically something you can do. And I'm coming off a Super Bowl win. The fact that it's not done with the Chiefs is mind-boggling to me.
1: Yeah, no, the Kansas City Chiefs, that to me is is a place where I think he's number one. I, the, the Chiefs would be number one in terms of a, a marriage with DeAndre Hopkins, I would imagine. But that is the
0: 63rd pick in the draft, probably, that you're getting back. So it's not like we're all going to be what? excited.
1: Hey, at this point in time, so...
0: yeah it's like it's it's sold but you've had like your garage sale set up only
1: thing you're gonna get too yeah you can get something else you can get a player maybe you get a later pick as well you get something but right now um yeah it's i think it's a contract of deandre hopkins that is hurting this deal
0: and holding this deal up and the fact that he wants a new one too It does sort of feel like you're having like a yard sale, and now it's you. You have something like you started today. Hey, this is the most valuable thing we have, right? We're going to sell this, but we're we're going to get a lot back. And now it's like five o'clock in the evening, and you don't really want to sit outside anymore. And you're trying to move. That's why you're having the yard sale. Like you're trying to you're trying to clean things out and start over. And all of a sudden, you may have to take less certainly than a lot of people wanted at the start of all this. I just. I don't think when they trade DeAndre Hopkins, we're all going to be excited and be like, oh, look what they got back for Hopkins. They just totally reloaded. That's that I'm just trying to help set the expectations. That's not what it's going to be. Yeah.
1: You know, again, it's not going to be that. I understand, but at the same time, I'll take 63 right now, the way that it's looking and run. Um. He, yeah, you're you're in this rebuild, and you've got to find a way. You've got to find a way to actually move DeAndre Hopkins. I, I'm I'm sure this is going to happen. I, I I about a month ago, I think you could have convinced me that there might be a shot they bring him back. But at this point in time, I don't see any scenario in which he
0: comes back. It would be strange because that's just me, and nobody's told me that. no, but I mean you can you can read the situation do you Does it really seem like DeAndre Hopkins wants to be back? I mean that's the other part of this. The cardinals may be looking and saying all the things we've said before of you know we're trying to implement this particular culture and and maybe maybe if you're not going to practice all every day, then maybe you don't fit that. maybe it's just more okay, it doesn't make sense for us to be paying you, and you want to get paid all that. But there's also just the the fact that DeAndre Hopkins probably wants to go after a ring right now and it's becoming increasingly obvious that's not the Cardinals plan for twenty twenty three. Yeah. You know what really stakes too is
1: the fact that the Cardinals are gonna move D he's gonna get a new contract and it's gonna be a much more reasonable
0: yeah. contract. <laughs> for the team that he goes to. And he's going to be really good. <laughs> and he's going to be really good. Like, I, let's just be clear nobody's saying trade him because he's not good anymore. Right. I'm not even saying trade him. I just, it's kind of obvious what's happening. So if you're going to trade him, you may as well do it, uh, preferably before two today. How about that, right? That'd be nice. <laughs> so we can at least react to it live. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty 620 right now. All right. When we come back. That's the biggest problem for the Suns right now, other than Kevin Durant being out. Got some numbers to explain it. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. chaos behind the scenes indeed as usual it is tuesday after all
1: it's a rainy tuesday here in the basin gather on the transistor and press
0: the air raindrops on the window hey we got some stuff going on tonight too by the way we got the world baseball classic doom u.s going for the uh the win tonight Mel kelly starting it's gonna be awesome
1: and by the way the world baseball classic said we don't need no stinking
0: pitch clock i feel like you like that okay don't you? yeah i know yeah. i f- of course it's part of the game. You've got uh, the Coyotes tonight going for another win, and if they <laughs> if they just get to overtime, it's points in nineteen of their last twenty three, which I believe is the best record, or not the best record, but like the best such mark in hockey since mid January. Hey, everybody, let's tank or not <laughs> or shoot up the standings. Uh, but I want to get back to basketball. This is something we talked about yesterday, Wolf. Just the idea. That officiating has gotten in the sun's heads, and how it, it almost doesn't even matter if they're right or wrong. It's is this an issue? Just the simple fact that the officials are in their heads, if they are, before the playoffs even start. Bright side of the sun did a deep dive on some of the numbers on this, and it's it's a pretty good story that I would encourage people to check out if you, if you know if you're into this. Um, it's it's a little. Alarming when you see some of this stuff. As long as the Suns keep the free-throw battle within 10. Okay, so just within 10. Oh, yeah, right, okay. So, I mean, we're just already assuming they're going to lose. The other team's going to attempt more free-throws. Of course. But this is a line from the story. As long as they keep the free-throw battle within 10, they're 30 and 18. If they just let the other team shoot nine more free-throws than them. But if the opponent gets more than 10 more free-throws than them, they drop to winning one out of every three which that's going to put you down at the bottom okay. of the standings. Okay. The fact that that has happened as many times as it has, where the other team has shot more than 10 more free throws than them, that in itself is alarming to me.
1: <sighs> it is alarming. Why is it alarming? It's alarming because it's, it's the reputation of the Phoenix Suns. It is. It's the reputation of the Phoenix Suns. They're, they're not known as a physical team. They're not known as a team that's going to go out there and play tough defense. And what's so weird about that base interneeds? They're number four in points allowed. Think about that. Number four, number six in field goal percentage allowed. He, now, look at, they haven't been playing that way as of late. And that's what's been alarming to me when we talk about the Phoenix Suns. And, and what is a little bit alarming is the fact that they have given up how many points? 128, 123, 116, 113, 124, and their last five.
0: You didn't have that memorized right you I did. Okay. No, I, okay. did, I okay. had okay. to look at that. I was right? say, I if you have that number right memorized,
1: there. that's what they have given up. That's what's alarming to me. Right now. They're not known as being a physical team. And because they're not known as being a physical team, they don't get to the line as much. And, oh, by the way,
0: the other team is. But think about what you just said. Because they're not known as being a physical team... They're not allowed to become a physical team. Exactly. If
1: they're going to try, oh, I see what you're doing. Of course, that's what I'm saying. It, It happens with offensive lines in the National Football League all the time. It happens with physical football teams that love to run the ball in a north south way, like the Tennessee Titans all the time. You know what? They don't get hit with a ton of holding calls. They don't. And the reason being is because they go in a north south fashion. They come off the ball and hit you in the teeth. That's their reputation. So a lot of the time, right there, based on scheme, they're going to be coming off their offensive line in a north-south way, and the referee and the umpire look at it and go, oh, "That that wasn't holding." This is just who they are. Now again, they don't say that. Of course, they don't say that to themselves, but it's an they impression. It's-, it's a reputation that a team has. You have a reputation based on onions walking around you. You have a reputation individually. Mm. We all do.
0: I don't know if I love that. Now we, I'm trying to think of what my reputation
1: exactly is. Exactly. What is your reputation right now? We all do. That's your legacy, by the way. Everyone else around you, you don't get to, to say what your legacy is. Everyone around you gets to say what your legacy is because of your
0: reputation. I looked around. And I was like, do we have command and control? And Sarah, tell us what our reputations are. But that seems dangerous. Sure, that would be. Oh, my goodness. I don't think that, that would go would well. Be, that, that, that
1: would We're not going to do that. Do you want to hear the truth? because many times the truth hurts my brothers right but having said that just like an individual has a reputation so does a team has a reputation and the sons don't have they're going to punch you in the mouth physical reputation so they don't get to the line as much and oh by the way yeah
0: you do uh here's the the disturbing stat from this whole story the sons and 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 i'm just going to read it I want to get your thoughts on it. Because this is now comparing the Suns to the Suns, right? This is not comparing the Suns to, you know, whoever the darlings of the league are that never commit any fouls. Uh, the Suns are allowing the fourth most free throw attempts this year in the league. Most most per game, 25.2 a game. Okay. Okay. Last year they allowed the seventh most. The year before they allowed the 17th most. So it's getting worse. Yeah. So as Devin Booker becomes, it, it, it's so obvious how good of a player he is. It's actually getting worse. And it's even getting worse within the season. Since February 9th, they've been worst in the league allowing 28 free throw attempts per game. So this is not going the right direction. It's not going the right direction. That
1: is that is an excellent stat you're throwing out there. That's not mine. That's Bright Side of oh, the Sun. Oh, Bright Side of the Sun. There you okay. go, right there. Uh, yes, that's excellent. But again, it's indicative of this team. And it's one of the reasons why I'm a little concerned. I'm more than a little concerned getting ready to go into the postseason at some point in time and hopefully it's not going to be as a play-in
0: team. <laughs>
1: okay, hopefully that's not going to be the case. But right now, but that's it, right? it's if have, trending
0: badly. If you're talking about the weirdness of, of the free-throw differential, you don't want to be in a play-in game. What you just said is, is so alarmingly accurate. And, and it's not like it's great in a seven-game series. <laughs> Why? Because I said it? It was alarmingly accurate? Is that what you're saying? Yes, and you can determine <laughs> if if I mean the alarmingly part or the accurate part. Indeed. <laughs> no, but it's if you got into a one-and-done scenario, and the calls just aren't going your way that night, you're done. Whereas if you're in a best-of-seven, you're going to bang your head against the wall for a day. But, you know, Monty can come out and do the thing. Coach is always doing a best-of-seven you know, and be I like, hey, right hey work, work the
1: officials. Is it, is it possible, based on do we're all just overreacting. Is it possible? I mean, here I am. I... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not a guy that splatters easily.
0: I'm not. I'm not one of these guys. Well, we haven't got to watch the actual team play <laughs> in a long time. Just throw up
1: against the wall and see what happens. You know, you watch. It's dripping down the wall. You know, I, I'm i not a guy that splatters easily. I'm not. But, man, there there's something going on over the last five games. And I understand that, well, KD is not there. But it's not just been the last five games KD has not been there. You know, I... There, there, Starting to get a little concerned in regard to this this team and whether or not they're going to be able to avoid the play-in games.
0: That's I, my. I don't think. That's my only real concern. Far-fetched. It's not far fetched if you look at the standings. That's my only real concern. If you if you tell me this team is going to be healthy in a best of seven series. Let's do it. But if you tell me that they're going to kind of be getting their feet under them in a playing round where it's a best of one. And now, yeah, if you're seven or eight, it's a best of one. And if you lose, you still get another game.
1: Still, so how many games are they going to gonna have? With KD
0: I, getting ready to go in, I mean, yeah, we don't, I don't even know. Go hoping that. like three, you know, three or four, maybe.
1: Ryan, you're flattering
0: right, you are right Now here's, you are. Somebody, hand me a Kleenex. <laughs> final. Uh, <laughs> remember that the time you had to do the show with the Kleenex and you couldn't open the box, <laughs> and Maloney came in and opened it in one second and just yeah, rolled her eyes yeah, and walked out. Remember up. that, Russ. Um, Here is the the final stat from this that's that's worth bringing up. The Suns twenty eighth this season in free throw attempts, and their opponents are fourth in attempts against them. So you see what I am saying, like. Yeah. They're at the no, bottom in do. terms of allowing attempts yes. and actually it's it's the it's the other part of that that really gets me because if you watch these games you can argue yeah okay that's probably a foul on the suns i mean the officials miss some but it's the other way around how are the suns not getting any attempts that's what I think really bothers people. And the part that's concerning is you can see it build during a game where a call goes against the Suns that maybe should be the right call, but then it doesn't go in Booker's favor on the other trip down. And so then he's frustrated going back and you can just, you're seeing it build in these games right now.
1: Yeah, so much of the time it's about a player that can put the ball on the floor and actually get to the rack, right? That gets a foul. Uh, Devin Booker, for whatever reason, this has been well documented. We've talked about it over and over. Over ad nauseum. For whatever reason, the guy just does not get calls when there is contact going to the rack. For whatever. Luka Doncic, oh my goodness, now he's excellent at drawing contact, but so is
0: Book. Booker the, the SGA one is the one because SGA is a really 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 good player. Okay, okay, yes. and this is not a knock on SGA who I like. What, but he's been in the league less than Booker. It seems right. like they always change the rules on Booker. Well, your team's not winning. Well, you haven't been in the league long enough. Well, you're not a superstar. Well, he's done all those things. It hasn't yes. helped. Yes, KD of course. When KD comes back,
1: it's all about KD, isn't it? It's just all about him. It's starting to <laughs> it's starting to reach the danger zone right now on this. There are people like core near panic, what, what? there are no, people in not, command I'm and not, control that are panicking, David Charles Burns walking around, ah, you know, there's just people out there, Wolf, just
0: not me, just blaming everybody else, not, not
1: me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not panicked, because you don't splatter maybe easily, just a little bit, maybe, maybe, there's a little bit of concern right there, KD, of course, will put the ball on the floor, but the only other guy who does it is Campaign. And Campaign, so much of the time, is so good at doing it,
0: and he's so out of control on his way that he runs by everybody. (laughs) Which I guess is. Okay. Uh, Is your bracket busted? Don't worry, Madness Maniacs. You still have a shot at $500. Just text BUCKS to six We're going to send you a link to fill out our 16-team bracket. That's BUCKS to 620-620. It's the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. All right, coming up next, we're going to figure this out. What exactly is the Cardinals plan this offseason? Because there's one part of it that logically just doesn't line up for me. We'll discuss it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader wolf and luke arizona sports the local sports leader hi welcome back to the show here on this rainy tuesday morning wolf i'm gonna try and take the voice of the uh the cardinals fan right here okay okay i'm gonna gonna try and, and put what I think would be a logical concern into words, and then we're going to just try to figure this out okay, sure and for me, it starts with so yesterday the cardinals they they uh they signed Zach Pascal. And yes. they re-signed David Blau. Does okay now Pascal. I kind of I I do sort of like that move just because he has ties to Gannon. So and not just with Philly, I believe with the Colts too. Yes, he does. Yes. So that that to me is Gannon saying, "Hey, this guy can do stuff that maybe people don't realize yet." Okay, and, and, and you know, as you've explained, you're not you're not trying to go out and, and buy high end talent right now, right? And, and try and, so. But where I'm confused is the Blau move makes it look like. This is going to be their quarterbacks going into the season. It looks like that could change, but it looks like it's going to be Blau and Colt McCoy. So, if you're telling me that Kyler Murray, not you, the Cardinals, or if you're telling yourself that Kyler Murray is not going to be back to you know week seven, let's say week eight, then I really think you need a guy like Marcus Mariota or Gardner Minshew or somebody who's a backup on another these guys that have just gotten signed. More so than going into the season with Colt McCoy and David Blau. I really like Colt McCoy, but you know sure. my feelings on him being the starter for eight weeks. If, you, if you're not, if you think, that's one side of it. If you think Kyler Murray still has a chance to come back in you know week two or week three, then why aren't you signing players to try and win this year?
1: Yeah, that that right there is a... It's a great thought, I think, by you, Luke, for the most part. But it's not the reality of where the Arizona Cardinals are right not. now. So, I'm, I for me, right now, I think the path is clear. The Arizona Cardinals are going to prioritize establishing their culture, not their roster. They're 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 going to try to establish their culture first. You know, I, look at it. When is Kyler Murray coming back? I don't know. This tells me that Kyler Murray's rehab is going well, the signing of David Blau. Tells me that it's going well. That's kind His of how I rehab, it too. It tells me that they don't think they need to sign a higher-priced veteran quarterback like a Marcus Mariota. They don't think they need that guy because they believe Kyler Murray's rehab is going well. In addition, it also tells me that Colt McCoy's rehab is coming along. And they expect him as well to be ready to go when he needs to be ready to go, which is the start of the Season, yeah. I would say even training camp, yeah. for that matter, right? training camp is what they need from Colt McCoy, and I think he'll give them that. He's ready to go. It tells me those two things. So to answer your question, why are they not trying to sign high price guys to help them win this year? Oh, not even high price. They're, they're rebuilding. Yeah,
0: it's I, it's a it's a rebuild. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying entirely. It's just. Of those two options I laid out there, either they don't think Kyler's coming back to midseason or, they, or his rehab's going well and they think he's going to come back earlier. Like you just said, the move yesterday indicates he's, it, the rehab's going well and they're hopeful he will be back by week three or whatever. That's how I took it too. I just – how much do you truly need to rebuild if you have a healthy Kyler Murray? And now I'm you know, saying this on March 21st maybe doesn't help. But again, it goes back to you've let Zach Allen go. You've let Byron Murphy go. There are other players you could assign. It didn't really go for a ton of money. I'm not I'm not saying a money thing. I just don't fully understand. To me, there were two paths. There was the we got to rebuild because Kyler's not going to be himself all year. Or though there was the we have a franchise quarterback and he might be back by the end of the first month. So why why voluntarily? Like, do you have to sacrifice wins for culture? I guess is the age old debate. Yeah, yeah, I I think for the most part you do. You've got so much turnover
1: as well. How many free agents the Arizona Cardinals had? Thirty-one or something like that. They had thirty-one free agents, of course, and a new GM. So it's going to be change. Will be turned over. And we've already seen that. Calvin Beecham, of course, we've seen that. And Will Hernandez, those were two signings. I always wanted to see him do that, really fix the offensive line. Those two guys are pros. They're great. They're pros. Okay, they're not going to be pro bowlers, but they're going to be pros. They're not going to go out there and get you whipped and get your quarterback killed all over again. True. So, for me, it's, it's all about that. But it's a, it's a rebuild that is going on with the Arizona Cardinals. The uncertainty of Kyler Murray in and of itself. It's just a situation where you can't really make any hardcore plans if you don't know the status of Kyler Murray. It, you, you can't. And, and going out and signing a guy, I see it as a waste of funds. I do. Going out and getting a, a Marcus Mariota, who may not even be better than Colt McCoy. That's fair. See, for me, Colt McCoy, he, this is a guy that I want to see get the opportunity to start three, four games. That'd be great. I'm not, I'm not ready to say that Colt McCoy is going to be a starter for the Arizona Cardinals for 10, 12 games. That's not what I'm saying. Colt McCoy has already proven, and I, and I love Colt and say this with, with the highest respect, he's a backup quarterback and a good one. OK, but he's not going to be the guy that you're going to build your franchise
0: around. That's never going to be the
1: case. And I think he knows it. He does. And he's a competitor.
0: We've detailed his value good. on the show a lot in the past. I mean, we both don't want him to leave even when he wants to stop playing just because of his value.
1: He would never say that. He would disagree with me, I think. And he'd do it vehemently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having but said that.
0: I think he also knows, you know, you're not building a franchise around him at this point in right, his career. Right. But
1: having said that, this is the way you've got to establish your culture. You've got a new general manager, a new head coach, and you've got new coaches, a new coaching staff that is coming in here. You've got to, you've got to establish this is how we're going to do things. This is who we are. And this is how we're going to do them for years to come. He, you got bigger fish to fry than actually going out and signing
0: a guy who's going to help you do what? Well, but you see my logic, though, win right? two more games? Well, if you're telling me Kyler Murray might only miss three or four games, I don't know why you're not trying to win this year. Now, there's a way to do it. I'm not going to be reckless. I'm not going to be the first team to sign free agents. I don't need to win the offseason, but they're uh, not adding uh, here's, any players.
1: Here's, this is the great thing about it, Luke. You don't know how it's going to go with Kyler Murray.
0: That's not you, the great thing. That's you, the worst thing about d- it. Well, that's also the truth. Well, and that's that you is probably know, why we're in this
1: spot. You don't know how it's going to go with Kyler Murray. You don't know he could ha- suffer a setback at any point in time. You, you don't know how that's going to
0: go. So you think most of this is because is because of the injury, the
1: uncertainty with Kyler Murray, and not only that. Truth be told, there's an uncertainty as the type of scheme that you're going to be able to run with Kyler Murray. Is he going to accept going under center, and is he going to be able to execute it? Will he enjoy doing it? Will he embrace it? Yeah, I mean, there's there are question marks that are hanging out there, and that's more than anything else, in my
0: opinion, is what's impeding this rebuild. It, it goes. It, it's sort of similar to the conversation we just had about the Suns. The league is basically telling them they need to be more physical, but when they are more physical, they get called for fouls. You're right. There's all these question marks around this team, but Wolf, I thought I thought we were going to start to get some answers. Like I thought we were going to start to get a sense of what sort of player Monty Austinfort wants to bring in here. I'm not talking about high price guys. We're sure. a week and a half in, and <laughs> yeah, I like are, Kaiser White.
1: Yeah, we are going to get answers, and we are right now getting to a point where one year contracts. That's what happens. That's where we need to get to when one year contracts are being signed. Because I don't. I this is me. I don't want the Arizona Cardinals to go out and sign a guy like Zach Allen for $45 million. I don't want them to do that. I don't. I want them to go ahead and rebuild from the ground up. The way to do that, one-year deals with a bunch of veterans, guys who won't get your quarterback killed, guys who will go out there and actually do their job. Doesn't mean you're going to win games, but they won't get your quarterback killed in the process. Well, I'm just I'm hoping we get more,
0: I guess, clarity.
1: Here's the thing, and I'm not just talking about offensive linemen when I say that, Basin audience. I'm talking about wide receivers as well. I'm talking about tight end. I'm talking about everyone around him because if you don't do your job, that can mess a quarterback up quickly. And maybe you're not doing your job. You run the wrong route, and suddenly your quarterback gets whacked in the back because you didn't turn around. Oh, you're the hot. So, uh, you know, it's, it, you need pros around Kyler Murray. That's what you need, guys that
0: are pros. But I, I get it if fans are confused right now because, to me, you look at the other three of the four majors in town, right? If you got the Suns. The Suns are, are obviously in win-now mode. I think for the most part, and maybe they're in different parts of the rebuild, but people would agree the D-backs and the Coyotes are in rebuilds. But if you talk to a D-backs fan or a Coyotes fan, they can point to a few players and be like, D-backs, okay, we got Corbin Carroll, we're building around Alec Thomas, we're building around Jake McCarthy. It, last year, you could even see it like, okay, we are no, we're not going to make the playoffs, but look what, what we're starting to build around. For the Cardinals, I can't wrap my head around where they are because... To me, you don't bottom out completely when yeah. you have a franchise quarterback. Yeah, you know this is great right here. You got a franchise
1: quarterback. You just don't know when he's coming back. You don't know when he's coming back. You don't know how he's going to do in your schemes. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty that is still swirling around Kyler Murray. That injury and ruined that everything. is impacting everything that you're doing in the off season. And I think rightfully so because you
0: don't know. All right, we come back. Back to basketball. What are Jay Williams' thoughts on the Suns' recent slide? We're maybe getting some March Madness with Jay as well. We're going to find out next. The co-host of Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN will join us. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.